2: Hello and welcome to the IGN UK podcast. I am Simon Cardi and with me this week is Joe Screbbles. Hello. Dale Driver. Hello. Ooh, well, I a bit...
0: jo, jo went a bit posh <laughs> so I went a bit, tried to go a bit common with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're, we're, <laughs> we're, just... we're,
1: we're, we're playing our watchdogs
0: <laughs> versions of characters today.
1: We are the rough with the smooth
2: is what <laughs> we're known as. We are the, the peanut butter of podcasts. You get a bit of crunchy, you get a bit of smooth. Um. Anyway, mm-hmm. PS5. Yep, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I didn't really have a plan going into this. Desperate, uh, absolutely let's,
1: desperate. <laughs> let's just
2: get to the point, which is we can now briefly say very limited stuff about the PlayStation Five. Oh. I am very lucky to have one in my home currently. Mm. Uh, and yeah, what can I say about it? I can say that it is definitely large. I know we'd all heard that yeah. it's big and we'd seen the picture big. until it was actually in my home and I put it in to my TV. I didn't realise quite how big it
1: was. <laughs> it is. I, will, I, I think it's fucking grotesque. I, yes. hate, <laughs> I hate the PS5's look so much. Like, everything about it makes me upset. I'm so That's glad quite. it will be going behind my TV and I'll never look at it. <laughs>
2: I don't mind it. I have it, um, horizontal. So I have it laid down, which I think it looks a lot better. And it's definitely less intrusive. That way it doesn't mm-hmm. look like, you know, it doesn't look like a skyscraper. It <laughs> just looks like a box.
0: You know, um, um, online, the, obviously the running hot take is that it's a large console. It's like the PS3 is a noisy console. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We've established that. Um, something that hasn't been spoken about yet, which I were So I went into our studio yesterday with Jesse, who's got both consoles because we were doing some shooting with them. The Xbox Series X is so heavy. It's like it's got bricks in it, and nobody is talking about that. Yet. Yeah, because you don't <laughs> carry your console around, Dale. I was carrying it yesterday, and I was, <laughs> like the PS5 is substantially lighter than the Xbox Series sure, X. So occasionally
2: I do move my consoles around, because my TV and my Virgin box don't have Disney Plus. So if I want to watch a film on Disney Plus downstairs, I have to bring my PlayStation downstairs to watch it, it's the only... Thing that has an app on it. Jesus. That's a very rare occurrence. I will admit. Get a fire but, um, stick,
0: mate. Come on. I could do. Could yeah. do that.
1: I do still think uh, all consoles should have a little GameCube handle on them. So Ooh. that would, that you know, that would work for the Xbox uh, Series yeah. X. Yeah. Is the
0: is the S heavy as well? No. They, oh, the S is um one that is surprisingly small. Like you, you know, it's small, but one when you see it in the flesh, you are like, this is insanely small. Like I very much thinking for personal use, I might want the S long-term. Hmm. I think X for work purposes, but just like aesthetically and the size of it and how nice it'll fit anywhere, mm-hmm. like the S is way more up my street.
2: That's one thing I'll say about the PS5. It is very large, but it doesn't actually weigh no. as much as you think. By well, It probably weighs as much as the PS4 It's because it it's
0: like 80% fan, isn't it?
2: Yeah, well, that's <laughs> the thing. But I don't mind. I know the whole thing is, oh, it's so big, but yeah. I honestly don't mind because... Like, if it stays silent, I'd rather have a silent console than one that's slightly mm. bigger than the one I had before. Because I, I, that is one thing with the PS4, especially with more recent games like Avengers or Warzone. That makes... like It literally does sound like a jet engine.
1: I'm, I am totally happy with the PS5 being big for the reason of keeping mm-hmm. it quiet. That is no problem to me at all. I just wish it didn't look like the worst painting of a <laughs> sci-fi <laughs> building I've ever seen.
0: Um... <laughs> Yeah.
1: It's like someone has gone, yeah, can you sketch me
2: what you think Dubai will look like in 50 years? Yeah. It's
1: literally, I, so I talked about this on another podcast recently. Did you know Akon is building a city in Senegal? Um, it looks See? like, it looks like what? one of Akon's fake buildings in Senegal.
2: Is he so, what, well, he's so lonely he has to build a city oh, for I himself. I
1: have
3: to bring everything
1: <laughs> down. Nice little fact and you ruined
2: it uh but yeah i can't um can only talk about what the ps5 looks like mainly yeah. turned off at the moment can talk about the controller yeah. mm-hmm. which is a very nice controller i don't know if i'm guessing you've got a chance to
0: hold it. i i held it yes i haven't used it in a game or anything but i've held yeah. it um i think like yes it feels like a substantial step up as i haven't obviously experienced any of the haptic stuff but mm-hmm. the way the buttons feel like for example the share and the options button so much better like i think the ps4 one the way they're like mine always kind of gets stuck and i feel like having to dig my finger in to actually press it <laughs> where these ones are actually buttons that protrude and feel like i nice really like the press. um
2: d-pad as well like mm. those feel really like so, you feel like you're crunching them in if yeah. you know what i mean they're just kind of nice and smooth the triggers are really nice i'll get on because i can talk briefly about like a 20 minute section of Astrobot. um which we'll get on to soon which does show off the controller really well, but, um, I just like the size of it as so well. It's slightly bigger than the Jules Four and slightly weightier. So mm. it feels, it doesn't feel like a cheap piece of gear at all, which is key. Yeah. But do you want to hear about Astro? Well, Astro's, uh, what's it called? Astro's playroom. It's not Astro bot. Um, yes, please. I can talk about roughly 20 minutes. So I can talk about the cooling spring section, which is one area of the game. If you know, the Astro games you know that they are very good platformers uh, I think Astro Bot Rescue Mission is probably my favourite VR game I've ever played Um,
0: I, I think I'd agree with that I think
2: yeah I'm thinking about that I've made the statement and I'm not going to retract it because I believe it to be <laughs> correct Um, yeah it's just a really good platformer, I think and they kind of take some of the stuff from that some of the mechanics into this as well so you feel instantly feels recognizable if you have played uh, the VR game but yeah basically you start off in this section it's the cooling spring so it's kind of based around the fan of the PS4 and you're supposed to be kind of like inside it That's and you cool. start off you start off on this beach and the first thing you do when you run on the beach you just feel like the controller just vibrate a little bit like you're running on sand like it's crunching through your fingers and it's really weird but it works really well i suppose it's similar to what the Switch controllers have yeah. with HD Rumble, but it just feels like, yeah, it feels like a step up from did, that.
0: Did you find yourself, like, like your attention being immediately drawn to it, or was it just a subtle thing that you had to pay attention to?
2: No, I instantly felt it, because, like, soon after as well, you're just, you have to run into kind of, like, this sandstorm, and you just feel the resistance and your controller shaking as you're walking right. through it as well. It's like, it, and you go into water and you kind of feel, like, little splashes on the controller So well. It's really weird. It's like, it's obviously... It's all to do with touch. It's a hard thing to explain audibly, yes. but uh,
1: I'm so cool. I'm really weirdly excited for haptic feedback in a way that I didn't <laughs> yeah. think I would be. I I do still wonder whether it's actually going to be used in very much stuff, because mm. I bet it's quite hard to... Pro- mm. Like They must have a team to program that stuff, because when you're getting to the point of like individual pieces of controllers working and stuff... Um, mm-hmm. I think that could be an issue. I wonder yeah. if they'll
2: have like, like sand or like snow. If there'll be like tech like that that's like shared between studios. Like if you want your if you want the control to feel like you're walking on sand, kind of use this in a way. Like there'll be shortcuts like that, but also linked. Like I think the big feature so far that I felt is the adaptive triggers because. We've heard all like the things like Horizon saying like, you know, the bow string will feel like you're pulling it back and like, which game was it? Is it that said, uh, like guns without a jam? Uh, Deathloop. Uh,
3: yeah.
2: Death Loop That's it. Like that sort of stuff feels really cool, but like even the subtle ways. So in this area of, uh, Astro's playroom, you become a spring kind of at one point and you just, the controllers suddenly become like feel like you're pushing down on springs to jump okay. up in the air. And it's just... And you, then you move around in the air with motion controls, which, you know, I doubt many games are actually going to use... Like, we've had motion control in the controller for a while, but, mm. yeah, it's just weird how, like... It feels like magic, but it's obviously not just, like, one second you're pulling the trigger and it feels like something else, and then, like, that mind trick it's playing that suddenly you feel like you're using a different controller the next second. Really mm. odd. Um, but, yeah, also the other thing i love about astro's playroom it's just kind of a real like and it kind of got me like a little bit emotional at times (laughs) (laughs) because it's just this weird sort of homage and celebration of playstation and it's kind of just there's so many easter eggs and like there's artifacts to collect in the level so like you like go off the beaten track and you'll find an artifact which can just be something as stupid as like i don't know the Jewel shock 3 that you found buried in the ground and you can like look around it and stuff no, just, uh, not the, the, not the boomerang, but, uh, oh, in this level, good. there's the dual shot free and there's like the PlayStation move navigation control. <laughs> like oh, okay. you'll just find these things. Like it's a celebration of PlayStation. And also like, if you know the Astrobot games, there's like loads of robots littered all over the place doing things. And like there's so many homages to like. To just PlayStation games, like in this first level off the beach in the sea, you'll just see like a little Viking boat with an Astro Bot with like red paint on him and a little Astro Bot with a bow and arrow. That's and you're cool. like, well, that's God of War. Like, there's is this all so in the area you are allowed
1: to, to talk about? Throughout. Hmm. Is this all in the area you're allowed to talk about?
2: Yes, this is all in the area I'm allowed to talk about. I just <laughs> want that on the record. <laughs> yes, this is all this is all in the cooling spring. That's all just in the beach section, so there's four different parts of cooling springs and like there's other bits where you slide around on ice. Like you've got a lot of, you know, traditional platforming mechanics going on, but they've just kind of put a big old paint of like PlayStation paint all over it and just yeah. kind of it's basically showing off the controller is what it's doing and it does it in a really fun way
0: and yeah I'm really excited to play it like I only played Astro Bot VR like three months ago for the first time and I thought it was absolutely Mm -hmm. fantastic and then hearing the way you describe it like just being a great proof of concept for haptic feedback but then also like this celebration of PlayStation as well it just sounds like Mm -hmm. a really cool free game that you get with the concept. it's really
2: like I don't it's not a spoiler because there's already gameplays of this whole level out but like At the end of the level, it does a really cool thing that like it just a huge like hit of nostalgia will come to you. I don't know whether I don't know if people want me to say it or not, but uh, don't say it. Let's leave it. Yeah. If you you haven't watched it already, I would just wait at this point because it's just cool to discover all these little touches for yourself. I think especially if you like us just have a long history of PlayStation and all their consoles and games.
3: So,
1: Mm -hmm. yeah.
2: Uh, I'm going to stop talking about that just in case I do say something I can't. But so far, I have 100% not. I want that to be clarified.
1: Boys, my house's internet is being weird, so I'm going to freak you out by appearing in two windows on your screen right
0: oh now. Oh, my God. Oh, oh my! It's going on. You look different. Oh, it's because it's a different device, that's right. Yeah, that's how it works.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. And now, I'm just going to plug in my headphones.
0: For the new Joe, the white so balance is different, you. and I don't like yeah. it.
2: Rand, right. could you mute one of those so we don't hear you twice? I'm out. There, there we go. Oh, there that's we go. good. We're, we're back. good.
0: We've changed good. Your, your, your order now. Cardi was on the bottom and now he's on the top. I'm so sorry. Uh, <laughs> I didn't mean no, to. I'm, I'm
2: on top where I belong. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, that's that's all we'll talk about, about that for now. I'm sure in the next couple of weeks we'll have a lot more to talk about PlayStation-wise. Th- oh, yeah. And indeed, Series X-wise.
1: I think we should say that, um, like we can answer more questions pretty soon. So if people want to know things about the PS5, we can, we could do a big feedback section next week answering your questions. Happy to do that. Uh, we can uh, we've got xboxes as well so mm, which yeah, we're allowed to say so yeah really. ask us questions about the new consoles and we will attempt to answer them i mean yes. i won't because i don't fucking have one yet but yeah <laughs> yes. i was gonna say i don't have one either so but we'll and get it's mainly the, we'll check get check all out. the lucky
2: boys on here <laughs>
1: yeah
2: uh that'll be ign underscore uk feedback at ign.com for all your next gen needs <laughs> um i will say actually while we're teasing that um a lot of fantastic sandwich feedback we've got the last oh, week or yeah. two so much in fact i think i'm going to officially announce this <laughs> a sandwich special is in the works yeah um, remember drowning well, quite the drowning
1: <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> the big we the, this year we've gone big with drowning yeah. and sandwiches <laughs> um Yeah, maybe we'll do it on, like, one of the console launch days just to really hit what people want on those days. Mm, Yeah, I'm
0: sure sure Al's going to be really happy with this news when he comes back next week. I'm sure the entire
1: (laughs) IGN organisation will be delighted that we take up a... Like, let's put ourselves in the decks at the top of the homepage as well. We'll have PS PS5 review, Xbox Series X and S review, and then... IGN UK podcast sandwich
0: special. Just no, just all caps, sandwich feedback. Sandwich Sandwich feedback. feedback. (laughs) (laughs) And just a big
1: picture of all of us giving
0: double thumbs up. No sandwiches on it. I'd love that.
2: (laughs) Right. We're we're, we're definitely going to do that. Um, maybe we could review each sandwich as well that everyone gives in (laughs) to get full thousand word reviews for every sandwich. We'd have to
0: make them all though, wouldn't
2: we? Yeah. This almost seems like a different website at this point, but we should, we should get someone else to, um, (laughs) <laughs> One, we talk about watchdogs, because <laughs> that's actually something we should talk about mm. probably on this podcast. Uh, we've, me and Dale have actually both finished Watch Dogs Legion. Well, finished the main campaign anyway. Yeah. There's other stuff to do afterwards, as you'd expect in an open world game. Mm-hmm. How far through do you think you
1: are, Joe? Uh, not, I don't think, I think I'm probably about a third of the way through the main story. I've just been uh, doing a lot of tooling about with mm-hmm. picking up people and recruiting and stuff. Yeah. Did you, you've gone permadeath, haven't you? Yeah, I'm full permadeath all the way. So forever.
2: I didn't go permadeath. I'm kind
1: Coward. of, I have more,
2: I have reasons for this because I do kind of half regret it now because it sounds like a much more intense game when you have and you have a lot more actually invested in the characters that yeah. way. But also I enjoyed just, the reason I didn't pick permadeath is because I wanted to try a lot of silly stuff and mucking around with characters and feel like I basically you know, if I was mucking around for them, they weren't gone forever sort yeah. of thing. But I kind of, I know, yeah, I do kind of wish I'd gone permadeath now. But yeah. regardless, I did, do you know what? I ended up really enjoying this game. I know you're not maybe as hot on it as myself, Joe. I don't know where, where do you stand, Dale?
0: Um, I really, I, I think somewhere in between, maybe I do really like it, but I think it's got a lot of issues. And I think it feels like a great first step in this concept of the, you know, recruiting everybody. But there's, mm-hmm. there's like, it doesn't take long. Only playing like five hours that game to really spot the seams and spot yeah. how all the systems and they're very mm-hmm. like. It doesn't feel as magical as I wanted it to. I think yeah, mm-hmm. I'm exactly the
1: same. Like, the more I think about it, the more I respect it, and I, I really do love what it's trying to do, and I, I'm kind of amazed still. That anyone allowed this to be made at a AAA studio. We're talking like,
2: about the players anyone system specifically, yeah, and the
1: sensor yeah. stuff, and like the kind of mm-hmm. the weird systemic reactive stuff under the hood of that game that makes that that allows it to be an open world where NPCs actually make a difference.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm.
1: But and and I love all that stuff. It's just like Dale says, I just keep running into the same missions in the same places with the same dialogue. And you're just like, ah, oh, it just I know there has to be a moment at which those things don't work properly. Yeah. But mm-hmm. the amount of times I've come across it not working properly is is yeah. annoying. Like after a point.
0: It didn't um, take too long for me to um I think it was like my eighth operator in it. Um I'm not operator, what well, recruit, I suppose. Yeah. Um, um and it doesn't take long to get like the ball rolling. Um and but so I say a couple of hours I had like eight and then my eighth one was exactly the same voice as the my first one. And immediately mm. then it sort of took me out of that system. And then I just realised like they've got a selection of voices and they're just arbitrarily just sort of randomly pulls one and sticks it on them and with no real rhyme or reason, it feels like, maybe male or female, and that's the only distinguishing thing. Have you had anyone with like the voice modulation that makes it sound fucking mad? No. I so I,
1: I've i got an Irish hitman who sounds like he's on the news talking about, like, Lance Armstrong's <laughs> be doing bad stuff. <laughs> um what? You know, I'm thinking of that... Oh, uh, yeah. No, that's a very stupid reference. I'm thinking of an obscure <laughs> Andy Samberg thing about the Tour de France. Um, <laughs> oh, okay. Anyway, it basically sounds like he's having to go, go into witness protection, but that's his voice all the time. It's oh mad. Um, but, like... That to, I think the point Dale makes, which I think is most important, is that I I hope I don't necessarily believe, but I hope this is a first step.
0: Mm. Like I want there to be a Legion two rather than a Watchdogs four, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah, I um, mean it could even be like the No Man's Sky trajectory, where it was like even though that's a system that has you know a lot of familiar aspects of like you know pulling all this data together and just coming up with these characters it feels like it has way more depth now you spot the scenes a lot less mm. at this point of the game because they've updated it so much i don't expect ubisoft to be doing that follow that trajectory of like four years of updates with Watchdog legion but it'd be well, nice if they got, added to it
2: in december they've got the online coming which i'm intrigued to see because yeah, if that yeah. is sort of if it's multiplayer sort of not heists but you know what i mean like i suppose each mission in watch Dogs, they're kind of like a a heist, in a way, you're kind mm. of going into a building, and yeah. stealing something. So was, uh...
0: there is a lot I like about this game. I did really <laughs> enjoy it, but there's another thing you've just reminded me of there, which I'm not a last fan of. And Joe, I think you mentioned it the other day as well. Is the feeling like it doesn't feel there's as many options for entering in an area anymore? Like I don't know if I'm just misremembering what Watchdogs Two was like, but it felt like there were I was presented with several different ways of getting in, and yeah, now it just feels like to... spider Spiderbuck kind of almost like, every I time. I
2: always. I loved Watch Dogs too, but I always kind of I do fall in that habit, and it's probably part of my fault of not experimenting enough but if I find a way that works in a game, I will just use it again and again to do it, yeah. because well, if it's not going to tell me I can't do that mission that way, why wouldn't I? Because mm. like basically, I just, most missions hijacked a cargo drone like you can, rode it above the location I needed to go, dropped a spider bot down and did the mission from there undetected. Yeah. Because apparently enemies never look up in this game. Which <laughs> this is it. I
1: just think like it doesn't... It doesn't offer enough reason to try other things as well. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a cargo drone near you at almost all times. Like It's not an, yes. a hard thing to find. You don't need a character who can summon them, no matter what mm-hmm. the tutorial tells you. Um, yeah. And it it just felt to me like my two options every time were get someone with a good gun to go in yeah. and kill everyone or just use a spider bot. And it's yeah. like, but it feels like there's not as many hacking puzzles well, as I remember as you from Watch Dogs 2.
2: I will say there's more hacking puzzles the more you go on, I think. And I do like yeah. where the story goes at points. It's kind of, there's a lot of cliche in there. If you've seen sci-fi thrillers, you'll see yeah. a lot of the tropes they're using. Yeah. There's a couple of twists, which you probably will see coming. Um, yeah. But I do like, there's some cool set pieces at, at times as well. I do quite like the ending. I think it tells a decent enough story to carry it. Um And I just like the world. I like, I'm biased. I love London and I just like being in London. But I, what I will say is, why are they messing up with tube stations? There's now a tube station called Trafalgar Square. No yeah. need. Yeah. Charing Cross is right next door. She's that. You know, um, they haven't got the Leicester
0: <laughs> Square tube station either like they literally yeah, just
2: removed it's them. weird i don't i'd like to know the rhyme and reason maybe we could have a yeah. feature on why they've taken some stations away but added new mm. ones pretty much cl- next to where those ones would there's, be anyway
0: there's no liverpool street <gasps> either which feels like no they've completely removed liverpool yeah street. completely <laughs> got rid of it you just go from allgate shoreditch <laughs> you don't
2: it. know how i drove around for about 20 minutes like going north of allgate like where's liverpool street So that's like the only massive not the only one but there's no Paddington, I suppose, but, or, or Victoria even, but, um. There's Kings Cross and Euston, isn't there's there? There's Kings Cross, Euston, Farringdon, Waterloo. So there oh. are some big ones, but it's just weird when, like, it's very rare I can turn on a game and not need a map from the get-go. <laughs> but, yeah. But, like, I could just drive north somewhere. I was like, Liverpool Street isn't here. So I drove around 20 minutes trying to find it. For, that, I'm not going to do anything in Liverpool Street, am I? I'm not going to go and get a. I don't know. Go get a wasabi. But, go you know. to the international <laughs> cheese center in the basement. Yeah, exactly.
1: Um, but, uh, but I'd I like, do just like We've it. immediately gotten into the thing that no one gives a shit about if you're not from London, which is exactly. saying that the London isn't isn't right. What I will yeah. say is as someone who lives in London, fucking hell. Like so They've much got, of yeah, that they have got so much of its part oh, I was nit- thinking about there Tuesdays. are bits in there that I was like astonished by where you're just like mm-hmm. why did you bother putting in this but I love that you did like mm, exactly like the weird changes in architecture like between kind of Whitechapel and the Thames and like there's just there's some really lovely thinking in there Um yeah. and yeah I just I really like going around and just seeing it as it is and on mm-hmm. the other end People who aren't from London won't care about this either. But I just think, like, I think it is worth pointing out to people not from here how mm-hmm. good a recreation yes. of the town it is. Yeah,
2: It's so good. And it's almost a shame in a way that I know a lot of the... Um, so you can take over, as you do in a lot of Ubisoft games, take over parts of the city by doing a few missions and then doing a main mission to basically unlock that area. The whole map is unlocked from the start, I should say, but, you know, you can unlock extra operatives by mm. doing areas. Mm. But, um yeah, in those they use some of the landmarks but, like, the main game hardly uses any of those landmarks or anything or really uses the city centre for much. A lot of the missions do kind sort to of take part on the outskirts, which I find a little bit yeah weird. Like I've, And, like, no, like, you know, the Thames doesn't really play a part in like they don't use the river for anything yeah Yeah,
1: despite all the um despite all the boats being hijackable and there being stuff in there like there's no reason to do it
0: it's kind of strange i mean
2: i know you can't just remove the river from london
0: but you know i would say yeah uh, i found the lack of interiors a little bit disappointing as well obviously you've got all your you know your enemy areas but the Mm -hmm. like i last night was playing it and i went to buckingham palace I really wanted to go inside Buckingham Palace and see mm-hmm. if I could get in there, but yeah. it turns out like you can't actually go inside it. And yeah. I felt like there's quite like, also I felt like having the subway system be the way it is was maybe a misstep. Mm-hmm. Like they could have built not a fully fledged subway system, but something, you know, underground sections where you, you know, do, well, and I just, there. I
2: think I just used it too much as well. Cause there's no like, it's not that like you have to pay to use it or anything. Mm. Like I rarely drove anywhere and actually saw the city much, but. Yeah. Um, yeah, we yeah, come overall. I like, do really. Yeah, it feels like, like
0: we're coming really out like, is quite negative, like, don't it? But we I did like,
2: like it. I like. I just like playing Watchdogs. I like that kind of loop, which can get a little repair but I don't mind. I'm quite into it of just scoping out a location, hacking a target, and that's just satisfying, especially when you're not detected. And I do enjoy those, like, like. Puzzles where you have to rotate the things to get like power lines moving, like the Bioshock kind of like you know
0: yeah pipe puzzles puzzles. that sort of thing.
2: Yeah, I I enjoyed doing that sort of thing and yeah overall I just I did have a really good time with it. I just yeah I just wish there was a little bit more variety. I suppose
0: I I think
1: multiplayer could be where it sings. Like if they get some Mm -hmm. really good missions in there, and I think I have hurt my own experience by going jumping in like two footed on on all the recruitment stuff like that's all i wanted to do because that's what i was so excited about Mm. like this i was primed for this to be my game of the year because i love those little weird systems bouncing off each other stuff but and i think i've i think that's hurt my experience of it and the more i play the main story the more i'm like oh these are the missions i wanted and the main story is is the
2: best bit of the game i think i pretty much mainlined it from the first few hours on and i had a great time doing that i didn't really do many recruitments once i got like four or five people that i could just rotate between i just kind of kept them but, i yeah. know it's different if but you're in perm-death.
1: but that's also yeah. the failure of the game to me like if that's yeah. how easy it is to play that game with that system then they've not made that system right. that's
2: just not yeah, yeah. i feel like they played it almost it's hard to say they played it safe because the amount of time and effort it took to make mm. the system work is unbelievable but almost played it safe in how differently each person could be like yeah everyone has the same basic abilities whereas maybe some people just shouldn't have a gun whatsoever or mm. some people can't
1: hack well, well i think stupid I, is it like i think um dan stapleton put it really well in the review which was like i wish there were more characters with big downsides but big upsides so you yes. were like mm-hmm. having to mess with characters where it's like oh they are so shit at this but i need them because they're the best person at this um yeah. and uh, also. I played a preview of this game where they had a system where you could apply certain people to support stuff. So at E3 last year, there was a whole separate section of recruits that you could put in there and it would be like home base people. So I was in a car chase being chased by a bunch of drones and someone Mm. came over the radio and was like, I'm hacking the drones for you. And that was a separate character type that you could assign to do that. And... I know why things change between previews. I'm not complaining that stuff changed before the main game because it probably didn't work. But Mm. that was the stuff where I was really excited, where it's like, oh, I might find a character who's rubbish to use, but if they sit at home base and they're good at, like, getting me money over time or hacking certain enemy types and stuff like that, that was really exciting to me. Um, And I I think you can feel the loss of some of those systems, as as well as progression. Like, I think not it's hard to bond with your characters when they don't do, they don't change at all from beginning to end. Um Mm -hmm. And like, I think, you know, it's an easy comparison, but Shadow of Mordor, which is what, 24, 2015, 2016, like, Mm. those orcs changed more over the course of a game that old than Watch Dogs characters do over the course of this. And that's not to say that Watch Dogs is a worse system. It's way more in-depth. But... Mm -hmm. There's something about having those characters like react to you that feels so special. Still, um, yep. And I don't think that's mm. in there. Yeah, no,
2: but I'm with you. Like I, I enjoy, and I just like I, say, I enjoy core Watch Dogs games. Like even Watch Dogs One. Don't get me wrong. I don't love that game, but I had a f- fine enough time playing that. Like Aiden Pierce did not excite me, but I had fun hacking and doing the puzzles. So I just like Watch Dogs, and I'm not. I wouldn't say I'm disappointed with Watch Dogs Legion. I. No, I feel like we it's probably part of our own fault. We hyped ourselves almost too much towards what this game could be mm. and it just didn't quite hit what it is. This is it. The the problem
1: yeah. with my problem with Watchdog's Legion is is that it is not the game I dreamed of, which is not yeah. fair to Watchdogs Legion. It's just <laughs> exactly. that the 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 core idea is so cool mm-hmm. that anything below that feels like a loss. And like Dale says, if we get essentially the assassin's creed one to assassin's creed two version of watchdogs legion down the line if that's allowed to happen fuck me i'm still so excited for yeah. it i just exactly. i really hope we get there i would
2: uh yeah if you haven't check out uh we mentioned check out dan stilton's review he gave it an 8 out of 10 i pretty much agree with that i think hmm. i I, w- I would just about give it an 8 i think so yeah overall a good game which i would recommend getting especially as Now, Cyberpunk has been delayed again, and if you're really desperate for a hacking game, there's your
1: one. (laughs) (laughs) Also, can I do a small self-plug? I had a really good chat with um, Ruffin Prentice, who played Marcus Holloway in Watch Dogs 2. I kind of called him just to ask, have they gotten in touch about Marcus coming back in Watch Dogs Legion? Spoiler. Mm -hmm. No, they haven't. He's probably not in it. Um, (laughs) Unless he comes in like a season two sort of post-launch thing. I wouldn't be surprised. But I also did... We ended up having this amazing chat about how much he loves that character and how much it meant to him and how interesting he is as a black man in a game who doesn't do stuff that pop culture says is cool Mm -hmm. for black people to do. There's his words. Um, And I think it's a, like... It's. I barely wrote in that feature. It's mostly Ruffin's words, and I think he's a, like a fascinating talker about what was so cool about that character. And I hope he doesn't get forgotten either, um, nope. which is really cool. There we go. Um, from Watchdogs Legion,
2: one game we hyped ourselves too much about to another one, which I don't think Joe could hype himself more about. Hyrule Warriors. <laughs> the is it the Age of Calamity? That is, it's just Age of Calamity. Just Age of Calamity. Um, is this? i think you tweeted
1: it yesterday joe is this the if someone pitched a game to you could they pitch more of a joe game well do you know what's mad is i had the exact same response to the original hyrule warriors a zelda game <laughs> that was also a dynasty warriors game mm-hmm. and somehow they've made a version of that game that's even more my thing it's yeah. fucking nuts um yeah they released they surprise released a demo yesterday I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I think there's finally a Warriors game that I can suggest without saying <laughs> by the way it might be shit for you. <laughs> like I genuinely think it's brilliant. Um I'm g- I'm hoping to write something about this, but it's not just dropping cool Zelda stuff into a Dynasty Warriors template. It's also mm-hmm. doing really interesting stuff with how Dynasty Warriors games work, um mm-hmm. which I can get into if we need to. But well, uh <laughs> please do because i've never played a warriors game i've never i didn't play the
2: first high warriors i've never played they are, Is it Muso muso games yeah is that right yeah like i'm sure there's a lot of people like me who have seen clips of these games and it just looks mad like you're killing a thousand enemies at once what actually what is fun about these games
1: um well what's fun to me about these games <laughs> is that they are i find them Despite them being... So they call them one versus a thousand action games. The point being, you are one character who is fully able to just decimate entire, like, (laughs) battalions of people by yourself. And it's stupid. And they are repetitive. They are occasionally very badly made. But something about the structure I find... On like the most basic level, just like incredibly relaxing. They are button mashers, but they're button mashers about essentially tidying up. Like that's the best way I can think of them is that you, you have a big map full of mess and you just go and tidy it up, but your broom is a big sword or magic. Um, and what they're doing with Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity is essentially the same thing. You are playing a hundred years before, um, Breath of the Wild when giant armies of horrible monsters were taking down hyrule and you are Mm -hmm. attempting and i i'm assuming failing based on how breath of the wild happens to fight back against those armies um which is a i just think is a great idea anyway they've put it in the breath of the wild art style but they've made it like ludicrously over the top um It's still, the one thing I will say, and this is the same for all Warriors games ever, is it really struggles when there's thousands of people on screen at once. (laughs) I don't really give a shit, like, it barely matters. Um, what I love that, what I love that it's doing as a Dynasty Warriors fan, is the problem, particularly Warriors spin-offs have had, over the years is, Dynasty Warriors key thing, to me, is it, the characters are simple as fuck, like, they have about, 10 moves each and you learn what they are and you just spam them over and over again forever. And the way it gets over that is by having like 80 to 100 characters. So as soon as you're bored of one, you're just like, fuck it, I'll just move to someone else. Um In Hyrule Warriors, it looks like there might be about 10 at the moment. I haven't really okay. looked into it. And that has always been a problem for Warriors spin-offs, because as soon as they get down to low amounts of characters, because there's not that many to choose from because of the license... It's just fucking boring. Um, and so that's an issue. Yeah. In this, they actually have meaningfully different abilities that could seemingly do different stuff. So, like, uh, yeah. Every character has the normal set of stuff. Uh, light attacks, heavy attacks, special attacks. But then they've also all got the Sheikah slate and the different abilities that gives you in Zelda. But every character's use of those different abilities are different. So, like, <laughs> take the bombs. Link just throws fucking loads of bombs. It's really stupid, and it's really funny. Um, Impa makes a bomb float above a group of people who get sucked into it and blown away, which is a completely different style of attack. And then Zelda's one, she summons a giant walking bomb that fires other smaller bombs out of it before it itself explodes. That sounds very good. It's great. I want that. And, like, the idea that we're going to get this many more abilities per character is really interesting. Like, ultimately, it's a Warriors game, so it probably won't make a huge amount of difference. But the fact that there's way more to dig into and learn and mess about with um, is cool. Also, it's got a full world map where you earn items, and that gets you, like, story-related upgrades. So you can get extra attacks or change types of attacks and different weapons. And, like, it's really fiddling around with how much those things mean. Um, so if they
2: put a lot more Zelda into
1: this one than they did in the
2: past one, would you say?
1: Uh, so like, Hyrule Warriors was more of an actual Zelda game in as much as you oh, yeah, earned yeah. items that let you get to different places on the map. This is more like Breath of the Wild in as much as it's a Dynasty Warriors where it feels like there's real reactivity. Like, um, you know, using Cryonis on... Uh, Cryonis? Cryosis? can't remember. The, the ice spell on yep. things in water makes the, the different things happen to when you're... On land, and like, you can mess with how things work, how things interact. You can cut down trees to get apples to heal. Like, it's really meaningfully feeding in Breath of the Wild mechanics into a That's Dynasty cool. Warriors thing. And like, does, does your sword break after four hits? It doesn't, which, <laughs> which is weird considering is how much more you use it. Um, <laughs> you, uh, you earn different swords and you can like forge them into different things and stuff like that. Um, but it really feels like I've only, you know, the, the demos may be, an hour of content, but I even after that, that I'm kind of like shit, this might actually be a Dynasty Warriors game that means something to play for a long time, uh, beyond just the gentle relaxation of killing 2,000 bad guys um, <laughs> and I'm really fucking excited for it. The, the, I, I the can't wait it's available for free now, isn't it, on Switch? Yeah. And, and if you finish it, all your save game tra- data transfers, so it's worth oh, playing through if good. you want to. When have they said when it's actually coming out? November Before
2: twenty. Then? That is a lot sooner than I thought. I am Ooh. so
1: excited! I can't wait. Uh, a late, rest. a late showing there for Joe's game of the. <laughs> uh, honestly, honestly, <laughs> I I was worried that I was going to have to make that case at some point. But I genuinely think there will be people who love this who've never liked a Dynasty Warriors game before. I think it's so cool.
2: I'm. Do you know what I'm? Even I'm partially interested. I know Al's been playing it, and he's yeah, Al really like it personal mm. but he is a breath of the wild obsessive so yeah. like yourself so it makes sense uh, yeah i'm going to i'm definitely going to check it out even well that's the good thing about an hours worth of demos cuz you should be able to tell if it's for you from that
1: hopefully <laughs> yeah um and i'm sure there will be people who just can't deal with the fact that it's <laughs> that sounds more aggressive than i mean it to uh <laughs> i'm sure there will be people who don't like that it doesn't run properly and stuff like that mm-hmm. but it doesn't run that badly so I'm fine mm-hmm.
0: with it. Um, hey, yeah. If you can't deal with bad frame rates, then Joe doesn't want to know. If you're a fucking <laughs> if you're some kind of frame rate cuck, I don't
1: want <laughs> <laughs> to Please know what email in if you are a frame rate cuck
2: and explain why. <laughs> uh, uh, um That's the sort of
1: language you'd hear from Borat. <laughs> Is it? Is it I don't <laughs> know. I don't know. <laughs> that certainly thing from some of frame rates. Certainly from some of the people he's uh, interviewing, I assume. Mm, yes. But. Yeah. Um have we all watched Barat too? 2? No. I have Okay. This.
2: I have. I, I was fairly underwhelmed. Um just gonna put that out there. Uh laughed a couple of times. <laughs> oh, I just mate. I don't know, I just kinda
0: I, I I'm would, over it. I think I I'm just say... at the
2: point with all this sort of comedy, I think especially in the world we're in at the moment like when it is an hour and a half of look americans can be stupid and some of them do can be racist i've just kind of go yeah i, I know that mm. now oh, i like, yeah, what are you saying i suppose
0: like, like back in whenever it was 2006 um the idea was that it was exposing this underbelly, right? This idea of there is these people that have mm-hmm. these harsh viewpoints and now we're kind but of, it's in our face every day. We're we? in,
2: yeah, we're in the middle of it. But I'd, I would say- I will also add, I only said Americans because the whole film takes place in America. Yeah. I know that this these issues are everywhere in yeah. the world. Oh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, would, I would say though that with bought uh, that's still my favourite stuff though, like the, like the, the scripted sections they're whatever, they're fine. It's just, mm-hmm. but the, the moments where he's, he's a tool, he's using Borat as a tool to bring the crazy out of people. Like he it lo- gets them to lower their inhibitions and to really say some crazy stuff. I still find mm-hmm. it shocking. And like, for example, that scene when he, uh, when he goes to the, uh, get the baby removed, so to speak, in the, mm-hmm. in the pregnancy area, that is like, it still brings out some shocking reactions, you know, how people react to these things, even though, you know, deep down they should, like a, a normal person would react in outrage to these things, but it's just showing like almost like the extreme levels of politeness that people have as well. Sometimes <laughs> I think it's fascinating to watch, but
2: I think that those are the bits yeah, that I don't get on with as much where it is just people being very accommodating and it almost feels like taking advantage of. There is one, there's like an older black lady who's very nice to his in quotation marks daughter hmm. and like she's just very giving very nice advice and i think i read yesterday like she felt betrayed by it she hmm. didn't know this was going on and then i was just like yeah that is a bit bad because she was just seemed like a very nice person who's oh i mean that's used.
0: that's the thing though isn't it that there, there, everybody who's ever been in these films has probably felt betrayed by it or laugh of it because that's i think the it feels shit.
2: worse when they are a nice person though like when it's if it's just an outright racist. I'm not going to feel bad for them for being made to look like a fool. Yeah. <laughs> but, I, don't,
0: I don't know. I, I have, I did a, I quite enjoyed it. I don't think it's a patch on the first film, but then the first film was such like, you know, captured, you know, a zeitgeist of the time. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was ever going to be able to live up to that anyway. Um, I think, is it Maria, uh, Bakalova? I think her name is. I think she's yeah, fantastic yeah, yeah. in it. Like she almost, and I think there's such a great decision of bringing someone almost to take the place of Bora because Pete, he's because so, he's well, so known. well known yeah yeah i mean obviously they make that a joke in the film as well the idea of him dressing up in costume i don't know I, I i did quite enjoy it um but i watched uh so that last weekend i watched that and i also watched a trial of chicago seven i know you spoke about it briefly last week
2: very briefly yeah um
0: so i had a sasha baron cohen weekend but that is a phenomenal film like yes yeah, so i good. i just want to chip in and also say everybody should watch that film i just enjoyed it mm-hmm. so much
2: Well, it's kind of saying a lot of the stuff Mm. that he's trying to say in the other film, but in a much, much, much better way. Mainly because Mm. Aaron Sorkin wrote it, and it's not just relying on the writing of some rednecks. (laughs) But, But, yeah, that's probably the main difference. But, do you know what, Barat's free on Amazon, so if you have it, give it a watch, Uh, but... Just don't go in with the highest hopes in the world and maybe I'll have a good time. I think, cause I went, I went in to watch it after seeing a lot of like nine out of 10 reviews and I left thinking,
1: I don't know what film I just watched compared to that. Mm. So, uh. Do you reckon you, you go. accidentally got the sort of, um, <laughs> An- Anchorman, the lost footage type? Yeah. <laughs> what's sequel? the wrong one? Uh, what's wrong? I know, um, you know, compared to any other genre, comedy
2: is the most subjective of all, mm. but you know, you know it's fine it's fine you know as long as no one got hurt who cares um do you know who might get hurt though the loser of the endless search
0: inside it's a uk rg crew yeah 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 and the ones in tools we got the games gonna play for you inside i've got a question
2: for you hold tight the dj we coming through yeah yeah and the ones in tools we got the games gonna play for you inside i've got a question for you
0: I'd like to see a try, mate. <laughs> but you're, you're just, you've just admitted that you're going to lose. Well, so that's a 50% chance I could <laughs> lose, yes. <laughs> I don't no, know, no, 50%
1: no. is pretty nice to you, Dale, based <laughs> on <laughs> performance in this game. Uh, it's my quiz this week, and by my quiz I mean David Banbury's quiz, and not David Banbury who listens to our podcast. He actually made it up for Ellis and John on uh BBC BBC oh. Radio 5 Live. Okay. Um, oh, okay. But I think this is fine, because essentially what is the Endless Search, if not a subconscious rip-off of Ellis and John's made up games section? Uh so I think it's let's let's do it. Yeah. Um do This it. is a game called I think they called it What's number two? Which sounds like it's about shit. It's not. Um oh, wow. In this game, I will ask you not to give me the number one answer in a list, but the second highest answer okay. in a list. Oh. For instance, uh what's the second biggest country in the world? It's not okay. Russia, it's Canada. Or is it the other way round? Can't remember. <laughs> um, the rest of these, I actually have the answers for there are going to be there are some caveats here right so uh if one person if the i'm going to ask it to one of you and if okay. you get it wrong the other person can steal
3: Ooh. after oh, that okay okay
1: i'm also going to say just and this is uh, and can we sorry can we keep going back and forth until someone gets it right no 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 we're going to go yeah, oh actually really cool. no let's go back and forth i like that that's fine well, well i mean there has to be a limit on that surely yeah yeah if it I've gets got, ridiculous so i've got the top five answers for all of them so i think that kind of works um just because then i can actually make it interesting um the other thing is i'm going to test out an idea if you want to go if you want to go spicy you can name the number three for two points instead of one point how about that god but can you do both for three points (laughs) no you can't okay Um, (laughs) that's rude I'm just going for the sort of home and away style. <laughs> uh, and I think the easiest way to do this is, and I'm stealing this format as well. Uh, Dale, you're going to go first. And okay. I want you to pick a number between one and five. And that will be the question I give you.
0: Okay. What? So wh- is there a theme to these questions? They're just sort of our kind of things. Okay. All right. Okay. So it wasn't like you started off by an example was geography. And I was like, oh yeah, it's not go. geography. <laughs> it's, it's stuff we would cover. Right. Okay. Good. Uh Four. I knew you'd pick
1: four, and I'm glad you mm. did. <laughs> this is which character is, has made the second most supporting appearances in Peep Show? <laughs> oh, my <laughs> lord. Ooh. What counts as a point? So, outside the main two? Anyone outside, uh, Mark and Jeremy.
0: Okay. okay. All right. Okay.
1: Mm. And <sighs> I want, I want to hear your thinking around this as well.
0: Oh, I don't know.
1: Also, uh, you could like, well, you could choose the third if you want to go crazy. Oh, it's almost worth. What well, so I have to
0: I? designate it's the third? You have so. to
1: you have to say whether yeah. you're going to choose the second or third.
0: Oh, okay. Ooh. I don't see that as serving any value, really. Why would I choose the third? Well, you get double points. Oh yeah. Sorry, I thought it was less points. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, in that case, I'm going to choose the third. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say, Oh, God. So I really want to say Superhands, but part of me thinks he's going to be number one. I'm going to say third. I'm going to say the Johnson. Oh. Interesting.
1: You are incorrect. Wow. Uh, before, so I like- reveal, before I reveal anything, uh, I will say Johnson is the fifth highest supporting oh, appearances oh. with 16 episodes. So um, out- is that it? I it feels if- like so much more.
2: Mm. I don't know if to talk it through, so that gives Dale's... Hints, but oh yeah i forgot be, we're going back and forth <laughs> yeah um it's got to be between well i'm I'm sure he knows the characters so it's not mm. like i'm revealing much by saying <laughs> there's a few bigger
1: ones you know what let's not do the back and forth because actually okay, that's so i just get one okay you get one so you can talk through so it.
2: the main ones it's got to be like you said super hands sophie mm. uh,
0: about, like, i was thinking dobby and then i was thinking but she I didn't come into like halfway in so but yeah i don't know if she'd have more than johnson i'm trying to think but she, she's,
2: I mean, it's got to be like Sophie and Sue Pans one and two hasn't it Wanted
0: want it to be Gerald oh Gerard <laughs> oh Gerard, Gerard sorry yeah Gerard. tube in his nose uh, tube in his nose <laughs> <laughs> I'm
2: trying to think who would be oh I
0: suppose Big Sue's. she had more than John I someone. felt like she went away for quite a while though. I don't know it's been a while since i watched Peep Show I love th- the depth of knowledge of Pete <laughs> Show we're showing here. It's great. Uh
2: Mad Andy you only had two, didn't you?
1: <laughs> but what a two. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Do you know what I'm gonna go with second and I'm gonna say Oh no no no, you're stealing on third. This, you oh have... I have to steal on third. Yeah, Sorry, you okay. have to take you
1: have to go with what the person <gasps> was guessing. What the f- Do you know what I'm gonna go with Big Suze for third? You are incorrect. Big Seuss does not make the top five. Oh, you are not going to b- believe who it, who is in third here. Uh, number one, Super 36 episodes. Mm-hmm. Big time player. Sophie number two with 33. That's what I was going to go with for two. Number three, boys. Didn't even yeah. hear his name. Jeff.
3: Oh, Jeff really is in 20 in, episodes
1: in like, of Peep
2: Show. I suppose he's in like every episode of the first two or three seasons. That's true, yeah.
1: Dobby yeah. is 4th with 18, and Johnson is 5th with 16. There we mm. go. It's, I thought, uh, unfortunately, that is my favourite question, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's all, it's all it's downhill down from over here. here. No, no. Uh, the Cardi, worst. pick a number between 1 and 4. I'm just going to go 1. Okay. I think you've picked a good one here. <laughs> oh, oh, actually, there's there's a wrinkle. Uh, <laughs> according to Wikipedia, I want to know the second or third your choice Best-selling video game, and I will say best-selling, uh, selling, yeah, selling. You're saying it's not Wii
2: I'm not not saying that. No, I'm and this counts across like all
1: all formats, comp- or everything. Like, oh, this is where. So it this is. Gets- I want to. I want to say best-selling means mm. copies this- sold, not highest grossing. Ah, okay. Okay. almost downloaded. Okay,
0: interesting. There's
1: like there's ones that have been in different forms. Does it still
2: count as the biggest?
0: Uh I think I know which one you're thinking of. Actually,
2: there's well, there's a couple like that in there. <laughs> Do you know what? I'm gonna go with it. I'm gonna go third. Mm-hmm. GTA Five.
3: Oh, oh no! Okay.
0: Good guess. I feel like this is near the top. I want to say third. You have to go third. Uh, I'm just going to say it because there's one in my head. Tetris. Tetris is the third best oh, selling yeah. game, according to I my I thought computer. that was number one. It's,
1: uh, accord- <laughs> but I think, unfortunately, Tetris has been in so many forms, so it is listed as yeah. Tetris EA. So, um,
2: that's uh, what I was going for. I didn't. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, oh, wow. uh, number one is Minecraft, 200 million sold. Number two is GTA V, which is 135 <sighs> I million sold. With the two. I then Tetris, Wii Sports, and PUBG. Oh, um oh. but so
0: eSports uh, so is in there even though it was never sold. Does that count? It was so,
1: it was sold with a console, so I think it counts as having been sold. Will, will you count Astro Bot as a copy <laughs> sold? Probably <laughs> a, a Wikipedia, might, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um okay. the uh yeah, so Fortnite doesn't make it in the top because it is the most downloaded, but not the yeah, yeah. not the most sold. Oh, 350 okay. million. It's it. nothing. <laughs> that it. <laughs> uh Dale Hello, one F. to three with your two-point lead. Um, two. Interesting. I want to know the second or third highest-rated film on IMDb. Ooh.
0: Oh. Well, oh Cardi's going to absolutely decimate no, me on this one. I but... can't remember the order. <sighs> okay. I know number one, which is annoying.
1: <laughs> that is <It's>... the point.
0: <laughs> so I think the one I'm thinking of, I think might be number one, but I'm not sure... Um. Oh, so I'm just going to say because it it's the one I'm thinking of, Shank Redemption.
1: Incorrect. That is number one. Is yeah. were you going? Were you going for second or third? Sorry, it doesn't matter. now did it second. I guess. Well, it does for Cardi. All right. You were going for second, Cardi. I think Shawshank is one. I'm going Godfather Part One. Yeah, that's the other one I was thinking of. You are correct. That is ah. the second highest rated. That's a point for Cardi. See, also Dale, my what, second highest
2: rate.
1: There you go. Mm. Nice. Uh, yeah, it goes Shawshank Redemption, Godfather, Godfather Part 2, The Dark Knight, and 12 Angry Men. Seven Samurai used to be right up there. It's dropped. Slipped a little bit. Nice. Mm. <laughs> yes. That's two points to Dale, one point to Cardi. Dale Ooh. doing a neat little second swap so that Cardi can't I catch al- yeah. up. I almost <laughs> almost need to go for two here. Uh, so, uh, one or Two. Two. Okay, <laughs> I'm going for the highest video game Metacritic score of all time. Oh, now this is interesting because there are actually multiple answers that are correct. What for <laughs> two and three? Because oh, there are right. oh, okay. there are same many scores. there are several oh, games with the same score. What? So you, just, is,
0: they, you can just say any one of them.
1: Yeah, that was the, it's the wild card, baby. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it is uh, there is only one number one. And then there are several twos uh, and more than several threes. Okay. So uh I've got like I've got two in mind, and
2: do I go for third or second? That's the question. There's a couple of games. Do you think you know what the number one game of all time on Metacritic is? I don't, I don't think I do, but I, I've got a couple in my mind that would be in like the top few. Mm-hmm. It's, do I go for... I'm going to go for third because I kind of need the two points.
0: Okay. you got um, selection as well. It's smart. I'd say it's a
1: hard... Well, not necessarily. Hard. Yeah.
2: Anyway. I'm going to go with... Oh, one or two. One, one of
1: two. I'm going with God of
2: War 20, 2018. That is not in there. Right. Can we go back to so on this
1: one? Were you going for third? <laughs> I was going for third. Yeah. 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 So Dale, you could take yeah. a commanding
0: winning lead. So I was here. thinking of, I'm thinking of Zelda games, but then I was thinking that's very likely to be the top two well, around there. So I'm going to go for a wild and I'm going to say Tony Hawk Pro Skater two. <laughs> Dale. That is the number two. Oh, oh shit! If I'm you had gone sunshine. for
1: Tony Hawk's Pro Skater three, <gasps> oh, you would have been correct, God. which is mad. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So the number one highest met- Metacritic rated score of all time is Ocarina of Time. Mm-hmm. My other two, one I was
2: going to say was Breath of the Wild.
1: That's in that is correct. That would have been right. Uh. Um. The second is made up of Tony Hawk's 2, GTA 4, and weirdly, the original Soul Calibur on Dreamcast. (laughs) Uh, And then, for number three, there are loads. Super Mario Galaxy 1 and 2, Red Dead 2, GTA 5, Breath of the Wild, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 3, Perfect Dark, which is insane, Metroid Prime, GTA 3, Super Mario Odyssey, Halo Combat Evolved, and, get this... NFL 2001, <laughs> specifically <laughs> all 2001, of, all of those 2K1. Were above God of War. In all science. of those were above God of War. Uh,
2: which Red means Dead? That's surprising because I thought God of War reviewed better than Red Dead slightly. But
1: there you go. It's not actually fair to do a fifth one with Cardi going first, is it? Well, I'm not going first. Uh, anyway. No, with Dale going first.
3: Okay. Uh, I mean, well, we can well, well, it that's well,
2: the way. That's the fact. way it's gone. All um, right,
1: let's just it means do it. I can, it means
2: I can only draw,
0: really. Uh, well, you, if he goes or for a three and misses it, it a, out.
2: he's not going to go for a three, is he? Though? Yeah, She's a coward. I,
0: what? I mean, you <laughs> don't, I was already going to say I wanted to play it fair. You didn't need to bait me into it. <laughs> well, <laughs> I already
2: have, are not I? Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: I'm asking for, through online
1: play alone, who is... The second or third most used Street
0: Fighter V character. (laughs) Fucking hell. Oh my god. Right, so I'm (sighs) going to say third, because let's keep this interesting. Mm -hmm. Uh, Street Fighter V I'd never really played. So there's, the problem is all the extra characters that I don't really know about, I wonder if any of them have become like top tier characters. But, I'm going to go for a classic. And I'm going to say Ken. Ken is not correct.
1: Uh. Cardi, this is your chance to win. So,
2: I know they're very popular, mainly because that little video we did. <laughs> yeah. I'm, going, I'm going with my girl, Karen. Karen is not in the top
1: five. Uh. Dale takes it.
3: <laughs> <Yes>.
1: <laughs> I was told she was one of the most popular. <laughs> two t- two points to one. Not a high-scoring game. Nah, it was a really. hard, it's a hard game. A hard but it was game. fun. Uh, it goes, Ryu. Is 14.379% of all characters online used. Uh, Ken is number two. Akuma is number three. Okay. Kami uh, and then Chun Li. So all the quite recognizable. Yeah, ones. all classics. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, well. Did we like that game? I like that yeah, game. Good I good enjoyed for playing it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if people, if people enjoyed listening. It's a bit yeah, of a fucker know. to come up with questions for because not many people make lists like that. I had, to, <laughs> I had to go on. Someone made a graph of all those peep show appearances <laughs> and I had to manually count it. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Uh, yeah. I'm sure. yeah. It was a good I, I enjoyed it. Well uh, done, Dave in Banbury, who probably doesn't listen to our show. <laughs> probably. <laughs> if yeah,
2: definitely. <laughs> if you do and you've got more questions like that, you know,
0: yeah. send them. In. Uh, some feedback. feedback. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, I'm first. And this is from Tony from the Chicago suburbs. Tony. Yeah. And he says, hello, my UK friends. As an admirer of the various accents of the British Isles, I was wondering what part of the UK Dale is from. I love his accent, (laughs) and I find it a bit unique. Anyway, if you guys ever decide to do a strictly film podcast, I would be all in. Not that I don't love game talk, but I can talk all day about film. I have thought about trying to start a film podcast, but I don't have anybody to chat with on a long-form basis, aside from my Australian fiancé, who doesn't like having her voice heard that much. Love the 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 show, You guys are amazing. You wouldn't
2: believe it, it, it. but I hate the sound
0: of my own voice.
1: Do a film Uh, podcast by yourself. Yeah.
0: I mean, I, I would say, like... I know there's lots of people who, you know, make friends online and, you know, start podcasts doing, and like we're doing a podcast remotely right now. Mm-hmm. So there's, you know, you don't, doesn't have to be someone you know in person. Like...
1: I
2: Mate, mean, I'd love to do just a film podcast, but I, I just don't think we have the time, sadly,
1: no. to, to do two podcasts. Um, do it, Tony. Um, do yeah. a one-man show. On and
0: uh, to answer your question, Tony, I am from Coventry, although my accent is not massively indicative of Coventry. It tends, like, mine's sort of a weird sort of, Mesh because my, um, my wife is from down south way, Cardi's way. And, uh, so there's some <laughs> it's sort of like, like Blur- way. well, she, I've, yeah. we've been together nearly 10 years. So there's some sort of blurring of my accent since I haven't lived up there in a long time. So yeah, it's mm. a, a weird combination. Weird didn't that, you say, cause, didn't, cause kind did, of Matt's, Matt's has got a mi- midland accent as well. So, he's, yeah. so his black country though. So uh, he should, his accent does not sound like he comes from the black country at all, mm-hmm. which is, odd. oh, there we go. <laughs> did Those you, didn't weren't. you say,
1: dale that there's a a coventry city uh yeah. chant about how weird the accent is
0: yeah well it's just one line it says um it's called in our coventry homes it's what it's called it says uh the line is we speak with an accent exceedingly rare you want a cathedral we've got one to spare have you seen this, the first cathedral that's mate a, it's a bomb site it's
2: not Which... a very imid- intimidating football on, is it no it's just Do you want a cathedral
0: <laughs> it's saying we're proud of our city and we've got two cathedrals <laughs> how wow. many cathedrals you got mate it's that sort of thing not you directly just saying well yeah. london yeah a few, mate. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: not yet specifically <laughs>
2: me oh, yeah, i don't i don't own what was that old i can like, confirm that
0: it's a myth right the idea of like you know if you have a cathedral then you're a city or something like that That used to
2: be the yeah. um but yeah. it's not anymore you can be a yeah. city so i guess that's what it's based
0: on Is like we're a city and it was you know sung against people who weren't mm-hmm.
2: cities there you go put them down mm. you know mm. good good on you uh, i think you've got another piece of feedback that was oh, like, yeah. that was one you
0: just wanted to talk about your accent i just wanted to answer tony's question yeah you know, <laughs> being a bit narcissistic there uh this is from matthew cooper hello gents hope you're all well and thanks for the listening okay second time writing first time i submitted a very difficult and joyless endless search game back in 2018 so apologies for that it was an extremely low scoring from what i remember but just like today's low game
1: scoring games a good game that's why we did <laughs> it today <laughs> it, was a, it was a tribute to Matthew.
0: It's as Cardi keeps mentioning the social network this email is pretty moot if he isn't on well he is on
1: I'm, 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 I'm always there, don't worry.
0: Uh, but Sorry. he said he likes to work to it, so I'd also recommend the Nine Inch Nails album Ghosts 1 through 4. Is that what, how you'd say it, or is it? Yeah, yeah 1 through yeah, 4. 1 1 2 4, 1 2 4. 3, yeah. From around 2008. Lots of the tracks from it were reworked for the film. It's a very similar hashtag focus vibe.
2: I, I'll just answer that. Yeah, I've, I've listened to it a couple of times. I'm not the world's biggest Nine Inch Nails fan. I do much prefer Reznor and Atticus Ross when they're doing their composing, but... Yeah, Night Snails is one of those bands I've tried to listen to a few times. I can, I've never quite cracked, cracked it for me, but one Mm. day it might click. I do like, I do put on some instrumental stuff. If I put on an instrumental album, it'll probably be This Will Destroy You. So there you go. Which, they sound like a very aggressive band. They're not,
0: they're not. They're Um, lovely. I assume there's a typo here because the next bit says, also a fun little Trent R. Uh, not story. Maybe Trent, well, maybe it was Trent Reznor and he put a space in. Yeah, there. maybe. I don't know. Uh, Also a funny little Trent Reznor story. Back in 2013, <laughs> when Nine Inch Nails headlines Reddin and Leeds, they actually co-headlined with Biffy Clyro and Trent Reznor supposedly was never told and went on quite the tirade on tweeting <laughs> and tweeted, who the fuck is Biffy Clyro? To be fair, who the fuck are Biffy Claro? How dare you, Matthew? They are one of my favourite bands. They're, they're That's mad.
1: Band, yeah. I saw, uh, Nine Inch Nails Dale's Way Better Than Biffy Claro. <laughs> I, uh, I saw, I saw them headline that Reading that year. I, mm-hmm. uh, I was, I was doing some, some young loving in that crowd. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it was a very special time for me. Sounds good. <laughs> it was great.
2: Uh, Biffy Claro, one of the best live bands I've seen.
1: Yes. Definitely. They're amazing. <laughs> Um, this will destroy
2: you, by the way. Did the, uh, score for Moneyball. So, you know, oh, a yeah. lot of their songs are in it. So, you may have, if you listen to the Moneyball score, which is amazing, you have listened to this. Really oh, I cool. fucking love yeah. Moneyball. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you <laughs> know that's an incredible film.
1: Some, I was looking for the, uh, for the game this week, I was looking up the most watched Netflix movies of the week. And Moneyball's mm. in there right now. It's brilliant. Yeah, nice. It's a banger that's must be
2: on a Sorkin tear after Chicago, uh, Trial of Chicago 7. That's mm. my theory and it it was the baseball world series this week as well so maybe people are in a baseball mood Mm. I first watched Moneyball it all comes together
0: I first watched Moneyball not long after watching uh, the Bash Brothers' experience so I felt like for a short period I was an Oakland Athletics fan Like so (laughs) it just merged into me
1: (laughs) Uh, I've got this from Russell Morby hi long time listener first time writing in I actually have a couple of questions about the upcoming PS5 Oh, yeah, we asked about that. So I was one of the lucky ones and managed to get a PS5 pre-order, and I'm really looking forward to it, arriving along with Cyberpunk 2077. This was Un- written unlucky. before this week. Mm. However, <laughs> I've only just realised that the optimal PS5 version of that game is not the one that will be released soon. It will come sometime in the future, which is true, 2021. My first question is, I don't know whether to play the PS4 game with slightly upgraded graphics on the PS5 or wait for that optimal PS5 version. So this still makes sense from a December. Yeah, still, still relevant. Do you guys think the difference in the experience will be big enough to be worth the wait? I'm debating the same with whether to wait for the Last of Us Two Remaster, as I've yet to play that game. Secondly, what the fuck is that bit first? (laughs) Let's do that bit.
2: Um, Uh, Last of Us Two, I'd probably just play it. Play that because they haven't even announced there is a remaster. You'd maybe Mm. think in a year they might, but
1: I don't know. The Last of Us Two looks better than most next-gen games i've seen so far so i don't think it makes a big difference Mm -hmm. um cyberpunk it really depends how much you actually care what that game looks like to me that game i'm excited for like the rpg
3: yeah Mm -hmm. and
1: it looking nice is going to be good but it's not what i'm in it for interestingly we don't even know if the next-gen version when it comes out will have ray tracing because that is an exclusive to nvidia pc graphics cards (laughs) For a certain amount of time, which is bizarre.
0: Why are we giving out exclusives (laughs) for graphical elements? I know, it's madness.
2: But I'm just worried about that game in general on current gen consoles, especially if, if you've got a PS4 Pro or a 1X, might not be as big an issue, but the thought of playing Cyberpunk on like an OG
1: PS4 to me feels like it could kill it. Yeah. It's not great. Uh, Russell, second question. Secondly, what the fuck is <laughs> HDMI 2.1 all about? <laughs> Do I need to shell out thousands of pounds for a new TV, too, to make it all worthwhile? I currently have a 4K TV, but it's about four years old now. Are you guys upgrading your TVs? With 2020 being the way it is, I appreciate these are very much first world problems. However, I'm sure I'm not the only one wondering this, and your guys' views on this would be greatly appreciated, especially considering we may well be spending more time indoors in the, in the upcoming months. Keep up uh, the great work. Cheers, Russ from Oxford. PS the Drowning special you guys did as a twenty twenty highlight. Wait for Whoa. sandwiches, baby. Wait for sandwiches, yeah. Cool. <laughs> oh, could could secede it. Um I'm not
2: buying a new TV anytime nah. soon. I'm sticking with my one.
1: Uh I, I did just buy a new TV, but it was from a friend and it's two years old. It's just because I didn't have a four K TV mm-hmm, and now mm-hmm. I do, and it's beautiful and I love
0: it. Yeah. yeah.
2: I mean two point one gives you faster refresh rates uh and includes what It goes up to eight. It can do 8K. Nothing's in 8K at the moment anyway. So Mm.
0: I would say, you know, if you play that game, you're forever, you're forever going to be chasing technology. So I say, Mm -hmm. uh, when you want a new TV, buy the best you can get right then. And then you'll buy a new one when that TV is, yeah, like I think it's a silly, like fruitless endeavor to be constantly trying to upgrade your TV.
2: I pretty Mm. much, I buy a TV as often as I buy a console. So what, like every seven, eight years? Yeah. About five to six
0: years is when I get a new TV. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So yeah, i I might get one in a couple of years, but at the moment, I think if you have a good 4K TV, it'll be perfectly fine. I wouldn't. I wouldn't
0: yeah, it seems like Russell's big into it. his uh, his graphics, isn't he? In yeah. it,
1: yeah. Well, you know, there you go. And can drag- I quickly? Me? Can I quickly <laughs> drop in some unexpected feedback that I just wanted to say? A. Okay. Uh, I'm very happy at the number of people who've tweeted me saying they've started watching Taskmaster. That's amazing. (laughs) I do also want to respond and I'm really sorry I can't remember your name but someone uh, messaged us to say quite rightly that when I listed amazing people in Taskmaster everyone I listed was a white man and that game uh, well that show does not just have white men on it uh i was actually thinking about that as i was saying it and panicking while i realized (laughs) i couldn't remember anyone in the moment which is just one of those horrible things that happens but you're absolutely right nish kumar uh sarah phillips um kerry Godliman. like there are some amazing non-white male comedians on that show and it is fantastic uh so thank you for bringing me up on that that was correct
3: there
2: we go there we go
1: um I've got some feedback
2: here from Alan Ross it says, Hey guys, love the show. Having recently finished The Last of Us Part two, I decided to give Need for Speed payback a go. What? The natural the natural <laughs> continuation. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um <laughs> What a pile of hot garbage that game is, yeah. even for a free PS plus game. It's not all terrible, but the one tip I would give to anyone thinking about trying it would be to turn the dialogue volume down to zero. <laughs> Don't suffer through the embarrassingly terrible acting. My main gripe, however, is that the upgrade system is one of the most broken mechanics I've seen in a very long time. A loot box-style, random card-based upgrade system that is tied to individual cars. So not only do you have almost no control over how you upgrade your cars, you lose everything when you buy a new car. Ridiculous. (laughs) This has got me thinking. What other games have one-slash-multiple terrible mechanics? Um, Also, in my opinion need for speed peaked with most wanted if you talk about the original most wanted i agree because that's one of my favorite racing games ever and has been getting progressively worse with each release are there any series that you feel jumped the shark a long time ago so first of all that need for speed i remember i remember me and dale going to a preview event of that i think that was one of my very first preview events might Mm. have been like my first or second and i remember that loot box system for the car upgrades yeah it was mad and yeah playing at a time just going what so it's like a yeah like you open a loot box basically and it's just like oh am i getting an epic i don't know accelerator i don't know uh, what they had i can't (laughs) remember gear a blue gearbox oh is it good it felt
0: like that design was potentially like imposed upon them from above around that time because like you know mm -hmm. ea were trying to push those sort of things but a lot of hmm. it isn't even tied to
2: them like even you earn that through the game without microtransactions it's all through loot boxes which is a mad way For a game where you're manually upgrading cars that is a mad oh. decision to just get random um, stuff all the time.
0: I would say when he said uh, I do think Most Wanted is a fantastic game but saying they get progressively worse with each release is not correct because I thought Heat was pretty good last year that came out and then uh, this year we got Hot Pursuit Remastered as well which is obviously a great game just refreshed. <laughs> uh, re-
2: yeah, re- I actually loved the original Most Wanted. I like a lot of those racing games when they were more simple and it was just stripped back you stole cars, you did races. I don't need a lot more than that. But yeah, I haven't been into Neve Speed for a while. Talking about games that have, like, I suppose like good games that have a bad mechanic. Yeah,
3: struggling to think.
2: I did have one earlier and I've completely forgotten what it is and that's annoying.
0: Hmm. Uh, yeah, maybe we should I mean, have thought about this one before. We'll, we'll open that one up to <laughs> a bit. On,
1: on, the, uh, on the theme of the week, uh, Dynasty Warriors 9 took the flavour of Dynasty Warriors and then put it in an open world for absolutely no fucking reason and it was shite. So, <laughs> that would be mine. As uh, for series that jumped the shark, that's actually quite hard, because you don't tend to find mm-hmm. series um, that run on for
2: long without doing well. well. I suppose game, a lot of people say sports games do, FIFA maybe. Yeah.
0: Uh, I would not say- jump the
2: shark necessarily, but have, haven't have had a major improvement in a few years.
0: Um I would say Tony Hawk series Jump the Shark where when it did the oh, ride. A yeah, Yeah um, um, And maybe you could say the same for, like, music games as well, like uh, Guitar Hero and Rock Band, I'm sure, at some point. Although, saying that, they just feel like people got bored of them as opposed to well, making a really wrong decision. Yeah,
2: they definitely had a peak,
0: though,
1: didn't they? And they yeah. carried on for maybe one or two games. But Jumping the Shark should, implies,
0: um, like, a crazy decision that's kind of just yeah. Yes, singing. I mean...
1: Yeah, Tony Hawk's Ride is literally yeah. the perfect answer for that. That yeah. is an insane decision that ruined the <laughs> series. There we go. Uh,
2: yeah, if anyone else has got any of those, uh, IGN on score, feedback at IGN.com.
1: And you've got um, probably a couple of weeks left to get in your sandwich stories. Yes. Yeah.
2: I, I, I'll I, put this out there. It's coming. It's not imminent. You know, Yeah. I would not be surprised if this is closer to Christmas, the sandwich story. Let's put it that way so yeah. you've got time to but Yeah, we just want to be clear make that make them you them
0: were up. joking about the launch week of consoles right yeah we're yeah not that gonna... is definitely a launch
2: that is definitely a joke sorry um, <laughs> maybe it's a Christmas special of some sort but yeah and please don't make them up I want genuine sandwich stories I'll be yeah, I'll spot. A, I'll spot a phony sandwich when I see send
0: one. us pictures of your best sandwich as well that's what we really <laughs> want to see
2: <laughs> that's great for a podcast yeah. that? yes good for us though we, that's can, what we can describe I'd... them oh, that's true
0: I want my I want to be inspired to make these sandwiches I need to see a picture of them it's very good. Uh,
2: what music should we have? Something from we were I mean, talking about Nine Inch Nails, weren't we? <laughs> We've got the Astrobot music. It's always good. Uh, a track from Watchdogs. We haven't talked about the Watchdogs radio system, but that's another day because that yeah. just doesn't work. It's, it's got three lines on, on it though,
0: so yeah, it, it has got three lines. lines.
2: Play three lines. And right we are the firm. Free Put three lines.
0: lines on it. There we go. Done.
2: There we go. <laughs> Easy. Done. Uh, that was enjoyable. Uh,
3: <laughs> bye <bye-bye>. bye. <laughs> The ball's coming home. Everyone seems to know the score. They've seen it all before. They just know they're so sure that England's gonna blow it away, gonna blow it away. But I know they play Cause I remember.